0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Father, I thank you for this day and I thank you for these people. And we were talking about this as we were praying as a team backstage. God, I thank you for these people who have chosen to show up. Those who are streaming online who have chosen to press pause on their daily activities and to tune in to what you're doing here at TREE. God, I thank you that you always honor sacrifice. When people take time out of their day and the first part of their week to give their time to you, you always honor sacrifice. And God, we didn't come, whether we're watching at home or here in person, we didn't come, we didn't press pause on our schedule just to come and hear a talk and to leave and go to lunch somewhere. God, we came to have an encounter with the only true and living God. And so, Father, we're here today and we're asking that your presence would change us. We're asking that your word would renew our minds and transform us. God, we sense that your presence is here in this place. I, I just want to pause for a second. Uh, this isn't something that I plan to do. But if you're here today and, and maybe this holiday season was tough for you, maybe there's a loved one that you lost and, uh, and things have just been different this holiday season. Maybe you lost them this holiday season. Maybe it's just been stressful. Maybe the, the pressure has been overwhelming. Maybe anxiety has gotten to you or stress or financial pressure or uh, marital strife or things have been happening. I just wanna ask you to just take a deep breath right now and just acknowledge God for a second. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. You know what that means? It says, be still and know that I am God. No matter what's happening, pause for just a moment and remember that God is still God. And not only is He still God, but He's exalted, meaning He is high above anything that we face. He's still God and He's still on the throne. So I speak peace to you right now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, so we're going to dive into this word today. It's called crown the year, if you want a title. And it is also on uh, live notes in our app. You can give it in our app too. I didn't mention that earlier. I forgot to, uh, but that is another way that you can do that online or via the app. But this message is called crown the year. And it's really kind of about expectations. And I don't know about you, but there are so many times in life where I go into something expecting it to go one way, and then it goes completely different. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you guys, some of you brace yourselves when the holidays come because you go into that holiday party at your family's house expecting it to go one way. Do you know what I'm talking about now? Like some of you who are single go to your family parties and you're like, I know that that one relative is going to ask me, why are you still single? And I'm going to lose it and it's going to be really bad, you know? Some of you, you brace yourselves for that uncle that always talks about politics, you know? He's like, what do you think about impeachment? And you're like, are you talking about peaches? I love peaches. Somebody bring a cobbler? You're like shift it as quickly as possible, you know? Please be quiet. <laughs> I'm just here for the, for the presents and for the food. You know, that's kind of where we go. We go into things with expe- expectations. And sometimes you'll go to one of those parties that you're like, this is going to be not so good. I don't know how it's going to be. And you leave and you kind of just breathe when you get in your car. You don't turn any music on. You're like, that was better than I thought it would be. But then sometimes you expect something to go really well and it's not what you thought it would be. As a musician, this is super common for me. Um, I may sing a song, whether we're recording it or standing up here on stage, and I'm like, that was incredible. And then I go back and I listen to it, and I'm like, man, I should really pay somebody to give me lessons. (laughs) Sometimes we think something's gonna be awesome or even in the moment we think it is awesome. And then we find out a little bit later, we're like, that was not quite what I thought it would be. You know, I think one of the things about life is we all have expectations, good or bad. And sometimes life meets our expectations and sometimes it doesn't. And Sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing. But everybody has expectations in life. In fact, James, the brother of Jesus, he addresses this in James chapter four, verses 13 through 17. And now if anybody's expectations were not what they thought it would have been, it was James because James was the brother of Jesus. And what you may not know is James did not even believe Jesus that he was the son of God until after Jesus had risen from the dead. So the whole time he's like, you are not the son of God. You're my brother. Please stop. This is weird. And then he rises from the dead and he's like, oh, my bad. It wasn't what I expected. So James 4 verses 13 through 17, he says this. He's addressing some Jewish believers and he says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We'll do business there and we'll make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. And what you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we'll live and we'll do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans. And all such boasting is evil. That's a strong word. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it what I find so interesting about this is we could take it to mean that James is saying don't ever make any plans and there are some dads in this room that are like I love that (laughs) only plan I have is to watch football today and that's it right but really what James is saying is he's not saying don't make any plans he's saying don't hold on to your plans so tightly because what if God has a plan that's better than what you had in mind And what I think is really cool about this is James is not talking to people who don't believe in Jesus. In fact, he's talking to Jewish believers. So what that tells you is that from birth, they've been raised in the ways of God. And so they've been following God their whole lives. And I think what can happen is sometimes when we've been following God for a good while, we start to really believe that we know what's best for ourselves. Maybe sometimes we start to think, you know what, I'm going to make a plan, and I know that God will bless my plan. And sometimes I think God is saying, whoa, did you ever ask me before you made this plan? And James isn't saying don't make plans. He's not saying don't have any kind of plan in mind. What he's saying is loosen your grip on your plans a little bit. Maybe you could say this. Maybe he's saying change your expectation. Don't just expect that everything will go the way that you planned it to go because God may have something different in store and what God has in store for you is so much better. Have you ever had an expectation that it was unmet, but you were grateful for it? You thought something was gonna go bad and it ended up being really good or you thought something was gonna be great, but it ended up even being better than you thought that it would be. How many times have you been friends with somebody or been in a relationship with somebody and you expected that you would continue that relationship, but it ended and it may have broken your heart in the moment, but looking back, you go, I am so glad that my expectations were unmet. You can see how God steered the course of your life. James isn't saying don't make plans. He's saying make plans, but then just say, God, you know what? If you wanna change them, you can change them. If you would like to reroute my direction, you can do that. Just because we follow God for decades doesn't mean that we know what's best for us. And that's why Isaiah 55 verses eight through nine teaches us that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And the picture that it creates is infinitely higher and above what we could ever think. And that's why God says in Ephesians 3.20, that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we can ever ask or think or hope or imagine. What if God wanted to supersede your expectations? Proverbs 16, three says this. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. This is in Proverbs. This is so long before James wrote what he wrote, but it's making the same point. It's not saying don't make a plan. It's saying give it to God and he'll do what's best for you. I love what it says in Proverbs 16, 9, and I've been living my life by this verse this year to the best of my ability. It says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Think about that. I'm going to make a general plan, but God is going to direct every single step of the way. When you prepare for a trip, I used to be the the kid that held the Atlas on on road trips. We were a military family, and it wasn't very hard to get to where we were going. You just got on i ten and stayed there, so they trusted me with the Atlas. Uh, but I feel privileged to be part of the one of part of one of the last generations to use an actual physical map. But you know, when you think about how you use GPS, you, you have a plan for where you're going, but you don't know every detail of how to get there. If you're going on a road trip, you plug it in and you let it tell you each step along the way. A man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. You've got a direction, but God knows every individual step that you need to take to get there. We have expectations, but sometimes God will say, you know what? This is not what you expected but it's going to get you to where you need to go. It's going to get you to the place that I have planned for you. The problem is that sometimes we can't see every step of the way. And so what we'll do is we'll say, well, God, since I, un- I don't understand where the next step leads, I'm not going to make that step until you tell me what's happening. It'd be kind of like, maybe you're like me. I do this actually. If your GPS is telling you to go a certain way and you think it's wrong, you do what you want and then you find out you were wrong. It's kind of like that. We won't make a move because we don't believe that God knows what's best for us because we can't see what's on the other side. You know, the thing about that is that fear is really just faith in reverse. Fear is really just faith in the opposite direction. Faith is believing that God is gonna do something great in your life. And fear is honestly at its core believing that God will not do what he says he'll do or that he cannot do what he says he'll do. Now, please understand I'm not talking about a a, a medical condition of anxiety or a chemical condition. I'm talking about the fear that you feel when you know that God told you to do something and you don't want to do it. And sometimes what we have to do is we have to step out and obey God even before we can understand what he's saying. I love this verse in Proverbs 20, verse 24. It says, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Moms, I'm going to call you out for a second, and I'm sorry in advance. I'm not going to give you my phone number or my email address. (laughs) How many times have you looked at your kid? You had too much. They wouldn't quit asking questions. You just wanted them to get in their car seat. And finally, you said, because I said so. Because kids want to understand everything that's happening before they'll do what you say. How many times do you and I treat God the same way? How many times do I go, but God, I'm going to need you to explain that to me before I do it. And God's like, well, is this a trust relationship or not? Or how many times do I look back at my life and I question, God, why did you allow me to go through that? And I sometimes just wonder what God would say if he would say, you know, I just need you to trust me. You're not gonna see it even right now, but maybe further down the line, you'll understand. See, I don't believe that God causes bad things to happen to you and I. That's not the character of a good father. But you and I both know that a good parent doesn't keep bad things from happening to their kids or difficult things every single time. If you never let your kid fail a test in school, how will they learn? And so we don't cause bad things to come, but sometimes we let them learn by experience. And I believe that God sometimes will allow us to go through things that he didn't cause to strengthen us and to help us grow. But the beautiful thing about God is that just like a perfect parent, he'll be there every step of the way. And just like a perfect parent, the word says that in Psalm 37, that he'll cause his angels to lift you up so that you don't even trip that when you start to fall, he'll catch you. He'll be right there for you. See, we have to trust God's character enough to say, this isn't what I expected, but I know that you always have my best interest at heart. And so I'm gonna trust you if you're telling me to do something that I don't understand. Or if I'm looking back and going, God, why did I go through that? I'm just going to say, you know what? I know God didn't cause anything bad to happen to me, but I know that if I went through it, he was there with me along the way. Psalm 65, 11, it says this, and this really struck me. I was reading it a while back. It says, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Think about if you, um, I was actually looking in the dictionary at the definition of this. Think about if you crowned someone the champion of a competition. It doesn't happen before, does it? It happens at the end. And I love this picture that the psalmist is making right here where they're basically saying, listen, at the end of the year, you crown it with a bountiful harvest. You remind me that you've been with me the whole time. Maybe you're one of those people that you look back on 2019 and you're like, that year was better than I thought it would have been. This is the year that I got a raise. This is the year that I got a promotion. This is the year that I graduated college or high school. This is the year that I got engaged, whatever it may be. You look back on this year and you go, this was better than I thought it would have been. I would say to you today, thank God for that take time to acknowledge at the end of the year that he has crowned the year, he has capped off the year with a harvest that is so great that you couldn't even imagine it. But maybe you're the person who's looking back at 2019 and you're going, God, where were you? This was the hardest year I've ever had. This was the most difficult year I could have imagined. It was not what I expected. And I love what the second line of this verse says. It says, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. You know, this year may have been so difficult for you, but I still believe that God is going to crown it. He's going to cap it. He's going to end it with an abundant harvest. My prayer for you if this year has been the most difficult year of your life or just frustrating, just not what you expected. I I pray that you look back and you can see that even the hard pathways overflowed with abundance. That God says in Psalm 23 that he walks with you through the valley. I pray that as you look back on your year, that you look back and you see all the times when you needed a little bit of hope and God sent someone. I pray that you see the times when you felt like you couldn't go on any longer. And something you read in the Bible or something you heard in a sermon just spoke to your heart. The right song came on the radio, whatever it was. I pray that you look back and you see all the times that God walked with you. Because here's what I know. God is just as much present in the hard times as he is in the good times. And if I could just be honest with you for a second, you know, my relationship with my wife even before we were married, the depth of our relationship grew a lot more in the tough times than it did in the easy times. And I pray that you look back this year and you say, you know what? It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I thought. But when I look back, I can see that it overflowed with abundance. And here's what I mean. It overflowed with God's presence. You may not have felt it, But you can look back and just like Psalm 23 say, I know that God was walking with me through the valley. I pray that over you today. Because here's what I know. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. No matter what you faced this year, I know this, God can turn it around for your good. God can crown this year with a bountiful harvest. I know that God was working behind the scenes when you thought that he wasn't there. And you might say, well, that's easy for you to say. It certainly is in my shoes. But I've been in those shoes as well. Where I've wondered, God, where are you at? What are you doing? Not the same situations as you, but the same feelings. And here's what I know is that looking back, God was with me every step of the way, whether or not I could feel it, whether or not I could see it. And he was working it all out for my good. And I believe he's doing the same for you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.